Father, this evening we surrender all to you. We yield ourselves to you. We ask that you speak to us. Make us better people. Take us to the original place that we are supposed to be. We hang on your word tonight and we see your word at work in our lives like never before in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know that you are here. Take all the glory, take all honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, welcome to church. Uh, this is day six of the 30 days of prosperity. Praise God. Are we excited about that? Tonight, uh, God's word will come powerfully and our lives will not remain the same again in the name of Jesus. Uh, please be seated. few things I'm going to say before I go into my thoughts tonight, but it's actually part of uh, the things that I want to talk about. Two things God started talking to me about and I'm going to share them with us. And that is attitude. Attitude. Your attitude towards the word of God your attitude towards prosperity, your attitude towards receiving generally. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Do you know that there is an attitude you put and that attitude repels? Hello, are we together? And there is an attitude you put that receives. Are we together? We, we, we have to watch our attitudes especially in the times that we are in. I remember there was a time we had a program in this church and I invited, uh, I think a particular choir that came and all I saw them do was like, if this group goes to sing, it's like they sit down to mark this one, look at how he did her voice. Look at how this ones did their song, you know, what they were doing was like mocking everybody that came up here to sing. And, you know, that is an attitude, praise God. The attitude they put up was like, we know better. We are the best. If not us, nothing. And the moment they finished singing, they left. And as they left, that was the last time they came to this church. Praise God. Because I shut the door against them. Are we following? Now, there is an attitude you put when you come to the presence of God that delivers to you whatever you want to see happen in your life. And there is an attitude you put that no matter what is being preached, you know, you just harden your heart. The Bible says, I come and I knock. It said, those that hear shall not harden their heart. Are we following? What does that mean? It means that when the word of God comes, you should open your heart to receive. There are certain kinds of attitude we put that, oh, we know better. Oh, we know the scripture. We know what he wants to say. We know this and that. When you have that kind of attitude, you will never receive anything from the Lord. Are we following? You will never receive anything from the Lord. You see, I got another example and the Lord just took me there. One of the things he told me was look at a little child. Anytime a child is running towards you, you will always see his hands or her hands lifted up. Have you seen that before? 
It's a sign of surrender. A sign that I have put everything I've got on you. And when they come, it doesn't matter how wicked you are. You will definitely carry them. Praise God. That is how God is. Anytime we come to the presence of God, you discover that if you are the type that put your trust in him, he will definitely come through for you. Are we following? He will definitely come through for you. Now, the times that we are in, we have people that complain. Even maybe some of you complain today about our especially the hike of fuel, isn't it? You come, you've complained about that. You know, transportation, you've complained about that. Listen to me. Complaining will not get the job done. Are we following? It's not complaining. In Nigeria, we know how to complain. When the president was about to come, we complain. When they finally inaugurated it, we complain. Now that is there, we are complaining. Complaining will never get you what you want. In the times that we are in, all that we need to do is to put our trust in him completely. 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 Complaining will not change what is happening. It is the word of God that will change our lives. It is the word that we receive into our heart and then put them to work that will benefit us. God gave me two words for the church today. And I'm going to share it with you. God's uh, word for the week, Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, and then Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 to 6. I want you to hold this. Amen. You wake up in the morning, remember this word. Say it over and over until you see things come to pass in your life. The Lord said to us, fear not. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Tell anybody about fear not. Even though the fuel price has increased, what is the Lord saying to you? Food stuff have increased. What is the Lord saying to you? Fear not. I don't have money in my pocket. What is the Lord saying to you? Fear not. I told you that the first day, the first, how many of you are in the prayer on the first day of June? Were you around? I told you that my account was reading, was it 206 naira? That's what I told you, right? But I, I've spent more than that. Between that time and today, I have paid like three, four, five people's school fees. How did it happen? I cannot explain. The Lord says, fear not. Fear not. When you allow what is happening to cloud your mind, cloud everything that has to do with you, all you will be seeing is what is happening. Fear not. Tell your neighbor, fear not. That's what the Bible is saying. I want us to hold this. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Can we have it projected? Right? We have like 10 of you there. I don't know. We can't get projection. Is he well with us? Who is behind that TV? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> fear just came up on me. <laughs> so tell him about fear not. <laughs> fear not. Why will the Lord says fear not? The reason why he is telling us to fear not is because he is with us. He is with us. He said, I am with you. I am with you. Right? If you have the New King James Version, project it so that we avoid the thee and the thou, right? He said, fear not for I am what? Be not dismayed for I am your God. What an assurance. 
He said, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. The vision of this church is hinged on this scripture. This was the word God gave me before this church started. This was the word God gave me a long time ago. Around 97, 98, it was so strong on me. He said, fear not, for I am your God. So, anytime I discover that things are not working the way they ought to, I refer back to this scripture. There is a word over my life. There is a word over the church. There is a word over each and every one of us. Don't throw the word of God away. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. He said I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He's not going to lift you up with his left hand. He said with his right hand. Hallelujah. With his right hand, he will lift you up. He will change the situation. He will open the door. He will show you the path to take. What an assurance. Praise God. So tell your neighbor one more time, fear not. It doesn't matter what you see. Fear not. Amen. No matter what is happening in the economy, God is saying to us what? Fear not. Hallelujah. Fear not. One of my friends, you know, he's in Lagos now. We're together in Kaduna in the 90s. You know, those days we used to drink Gary. That was the best we could afford. And uh, there was a time we were drinking Gary and we composed a song. You know that song that says, uh, how is that song? One song, the, the, the bass line is tan, 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 tan. So, then, when I was playing, he now came, I want to drink some Gary. Tan, tan. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. I want to drink some Gary. You know, <laughs> we were so poor that time that, you know, we, we, we composed all kinds of songs. Praise the Lord. And then, was it last year I called him? I said, does it mean that you can't come and visit us in Kaduna? He said, didn't you hear what the Bible says? He said, the Bible says, fear not. What it means is fear thee not. <laughs> he said, oh. I said, okay. So that's what you are telling me now. He said, no, he said, I don't think anything will bring me back here. I told him, I said, well, the Lord is with us. And things are still happening in the north. Praise God. So tell your neighbor one more time, fear not. Not fear the not to fear not. Hallelujah. And the second scripture he gave me was Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 to 6. What an assurance. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How will you trust him? With all. No reservation. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the next thing you need to do is what he said. And lean not. There is a way people think. There are ways we want to devise our own uh, thing. We want to do our thing. But the Lord is saying. And lean not on your own understanding. Praise God. Lean not on your own understanding. Please hold these words. They are so strong. Right? Verse 6. Go to verse 6 if you are there. He said, in all your ways, what do you do? Acknowledge him. What does that mean? Put him ahead. Right? Put him ahead. Allow him to dictate. Allow him to tell you what to do. Put him before you. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he said what? He shall do what? Direct thy path. Another word that is so strong that God gave me from last year. He said he will direct. He will protect he will provide. Hallelujah. He will direct. He will protect. He will provide. And this word came alive again in my life. So I'm saying to you, in the season that we are, God will direct. He will protect. 
he will provide. Lift up your right hand. Say, I will be directed this season. I will be provided for. My needs will be provided for. I will also be, what's the last one? What's the last one? You'll be provided for. Praise God. So you'll be protected. You will be directed. You will also be provided for. So just, just allow these words to comfort you. Allow these words to direct you. A lot of times we want to claim we know. There are times that people observe the economy and then they begin to say the next thing that will happen. That was why Jesus said or God said to us, to man, go to the ant and go and learn from the ant. How will God send a man to the ant? Man is supposed to have dominion over the ant. But the Lord said, go to the ant and learn. It means that there is something that when a man's heart is hardened, he will never learn. He will never learn. He will never learn. So don't harden your heart. Don't come to church with that kind of attitude that I know. Don't approach the word of God with an attitude that I know. Always come as someone that is fresh. Someone that wants to learn. Someone that his heart is always open to receive. If you don't come that way, you will never learn anything from God. Have I said something tonight? So the first thing we started talking about is that it is God's will for us to prosper. Lift up your right hand and say it is God's will for me to prosper. It is God's will for me to prosper. Say it again. Do you believe in that? Yes, it is God's will for us to prosper. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper even as thy soul prospereth. What does that mean? It means that we should prosper in spirit, in soul, and our body. What does that mean? We should live well, eat well, sleep well, have the best, spend the best, work in the best. Anything that has to do with the best should be found in the church. Anything that is associated with the best should be that it is born again Christians that are having it that occupy it, that live it. So when people want to have reference points to people that are prospering, let it be that they are the children of God. That is how it should be. So his will for us is prosperity. His will for us is prosperity. His will for your family, for your children, for your business is prosperity. God wants you that whatever you touch, prosper. That's how it should be. Because you are his child. Hallelujah. You are his child. He will never forsake you. And he will never leave you. Are we still together? Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 7 to 8. This is another assurance that we need to hold. No matter what happens. These three scriptures should not escape from your sight. Isaiah 41 10. Proverbs 3 5 to 6. And then Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 to 8. I want to arm you with scriptures tonight. Are we together? He said, but blessed uh, project the NLT for us for us to have, to be on the same page, right? He said, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. The NLT says, uh, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. So our confidence is not in the economy of our country. Our confidence is not 
on the president or the governor or the senators. Our trust and confidence, our hope is in God. And if you have not yet made the Lord your confidence, make him your confidence today. Are we still together? If you've not done so, this is the best time for you to do it. Listen, everybody is looking up to another person for something to happen in their lives. I've illustrated this to you one time in this church. For example, you live with your parents, right? You're, you want to collect money from your parents. Probably your parents are waiting for the government to pay. Amen. The government also is waiting for the citizen to pay tax. Hallelujah. The people that will pay tax, they don't have it. Some will have to farm and then sell their produce, get money to pay the tax. Hallelujah. So if you look at it, everybody is depending on another person. Why not take your eyes off men and then put it on God? Put it on God. Someone called you today, I need someone. He said, don't worry, I'm expecting something. You are expecting from someone that is expecting. That person that is expecting is also expecting from someone. If you live your life that way, you will not go far. Our trust, our confidence should be in God. Yes, it is men that God will use to bless you. But you see, it is better for God to touch a man on your behalf. It is easier and cheaper that way. It is easier for you to allow God, trust in him, and then let God put you in the heart of people that will do things for you. Are we together? So our trust should be in him. Our trust should be in him. Do we walk? Yes, go ahead and do your job. Go ahead and do your business. But you see, completely put your trust in God. So you are blessed when you put your trust and your confidence in God. Are we still together? He said, they are, this is how God describes the people that put their trust in him. People that put their trust, their hope and confidence in God. He said, they are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered. Say with me, I'm not bothered about the heat. I'm not bothered about the economy. I'm not bothered about the fuel hike. You are not saying it. It means you are bothered. Maybe some of you are just calculating how to reach house. Okay, if I enter Ngomburu, Ngomburu, <laughs> I'll pass through Parma. From Parma, I'll come out from the express. Maybe you are just calculating that. Don't bother. Someone may just give you a lift tonight. Someone may just give you something in your hands that will take you. Are we following? You are like a tree. When your confidence is put in God that is planted along a river bank. He said with roots that reach deep into the water. He said such. That means there are some that are not bothered. While some are bothered, some are not. He said such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves will always stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Hallelujah. I think that is me. Praise God. Your leaves will never stop bearing fruit. Your business will never stop bearing fruit. Your family will never stop bearing fruit. Whatever thing you do in this season, prosper. In the name of Jesus. That's what the word of God says. When there is heat, you are not moved. When people are complaining, you are not moved. When things are not working well, you are not moved. Why? God will always remember those that put their trust in him. 
He will always remember. Hallelujah. He will always remember. He will always remember. Listen, I've said to you in this church, anytime that people complain, ah, there is no money, there is no money. A lot of people bought cars today. Are we following? A lot of people flew abroad today. A lot of people, there are people that bought plane. Do you know how much plane costs? Plane, I think plane is in billions, right? Billions, right? So even charter a train, a, a plane rather, I say train, to charter a plane, is millions, isn't it? Isn't it? Some people chattered only them. That this plane that you see passing out, one person sat in it from, from Abuja to Lagos. One. And the plane waited for him. He went for the business and returned with that same plane. And in, in this same country, a black skinned man. In fact, you are even more beautiful, handsome than the person. He flew it and the plane waited. So, what are we talking about? Sometimes we complain and yet God is saying to us, you are not even seeing what I'm doing. See what the Lord is doing. Be grateful to the Lord. It doesn't matter the little that you have. Always have a grateful attitude. Always say to the Lord, thank you. Thank you for the fact that I've seen this little. It means that much is coming. Are we following? Your trust should be in him and not on man. Hallelujah. They are like three planted along river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by a long month of drought. Listen, even fuel, let it be that it will last for six months. People will still drive cars. I think this one was a comedy. Someone, <laughs> one useless guy said, let, let uh, fuel be 10,000. So that all these rich people will leave their girlfriend alone. <laughs> Praise God. That's just by the side, amen. Amen. It doesn't matter the cost. You will still buy. We will still drive our cars. We will still feed. We will still pay school fees. Amen. That is the kind of attitude you have. But we believe that things will change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They will change because we are the children of God. Amen. Number two, faith begins when the will of God is known. Faith begins when the will of God is known. The moment you know the will of God concerning your life and the works of your hands, fear is completely taken away. So when you know the will of God concerning your life, immediately you contact faith. You start walking in faith. You activate your faith. The moment you know the will of God concerning your life, one of them is taught John 2, like we said. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. So his will is prosperity. So the moment you know that the will of God for you is prosperity, faith is activated. Are we together? Faith is activated because faith comes via the word of God. Listening to the word of God. Reading the word of God. Hallelujah. So faith begins when the will of God it's known. Write this down if you have your Bibles. The word of God simply reveals that lack and poverty are not in line with God's will. Know that. The word of God simply reveals that lack and poverty are not in line with God's will, especially for the obedient. If you are the one that is obedient, you always obey whatever the Lord tells you. Listen to me, you are far away from lack and poverty. 
So that's what the word of God told us. Lack is not our portion. Poverty is not the will of God. I've told you in this church that to be small is a curse. Even though you start small, you are not to remain small. Hallelujah. To be small is a curse. God wants you to be big. God wants us to increase. God wants things to multiply in our hands. I always say this to myself every day. The church will not die in my hands. Nothing dies in my hands. Whatever thing I do will prosper. Anywhere I enter, I will be celebrated. Whatever I embark on or whatever I start, I will definitely finish. I speak this word to myself daily. Say it to myself daily, over and over, over and over. I'm the type that never gives up until I see something happen, something new happens. Praise God. It is a good attitude. Hallelujah. The reason is because we are hardwired that way. We have what it takes to become all that we want upon the face of this earth. Are we together? So the word of God simply reveals that lack and poverty are not in line with God's word. They are not. Praise God. They are not. So I want to establish that. I want you to have that at the back of your mind. And like Reverend Tokes shared yesterday with us, or rather on Sunday, the basic beginning of the Bible prosperity is tithing. You must get to a place where you understand your own part when it comes to kingdom principle. You must understand what you need to do in order to pull out of the resources that God has kept for you. And one of them is through uh, tithing. Hallelujah. So our heavenly father desires to bless his children abundantly. That is God's desire. Every day of our lives, the desire of God for us is to bless us abundantly. Is to open doors for us that are shut. Is to cause people to go out of their ways to be good to us. That is God's desire. Let me ask you a question. Is there any good father that wakes up and just wish that his wife and children are dead? Is there any father like that? Any good father? No, there are some that are like that. Maybe the children are a burden to them, isn't it? No, no good father will wish that. Praise God. No good father will just, the wife is driving and he just say, let her just even have accident and die. Maybe you are in one bed. No, no, no good father will desire that kind of a thing. So, the God we serve is a good God. His desire for us is to do well here on earth. That is his desire. That is his desire. So, we also on our own, we need to know what to do to attract those things into our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, true prosperity is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every realm of life. True prosperity is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every realm of life, spirit, soul, and body. Financially, emotionally, any kind of thing you, 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 you ever think of. That's the will of God for us. He wants us to do well. He wants us to have everything that this life uh, uh, gives. God wants us to have them. Praise God. Praise God. And you see, one of these things come through our desire. If you don't desire it, you will not see it happen. If you don't desire it, 
you will not see it happen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. If you don't desire it, you will not see it happen. Number three. The foundation of prosperity is a continual lifestyle built on the word of God. The foundation of prosperity is a continual lifestyle built on the word of God. What does that mean? It means every day I wake up, I think the word. I read the word. I receive the word. I allow the word of God to dominate my life. Listen, you can't go to the beer parlor and drink five bottles of beer and then it doesn't have any effect on you. It will be seen that this person is drunk. True of us. You can't smoke a stick of cigarette and then people don't know that you have smoked a stick of cigarette. Are we together? You can't go close to fire and then your body, when you come out, people don't perceive smoke. Am I saying something? That is how the word of God is. When you take in the word of God, anywhere you enter, people will know that something has happened to this person. See, look at me. Don't read the word because they say read the word. Don't read the word because you want to fulfill all righteousness. No. When you go to read the word, believe that this word that I'm going to read will have an effect in my life. That is how to approach the word. Hallelujah. That is how to approach the word. As I take the word, I see that something happens in my life. There's a particular brother one time in Mando while I was with my pastor in the 90s. Anytime my pastor asked, how many of you want to give your life to Christ? The guy will come out. He will come and stand. And that Sunday when my pastor asked, how many of you want to receive Christ as a Lord? He will come out and come and stand. So he keeps coming. One day, my pastor said, go and tell this guy. I went there. I said, they said, the first day you receive Christ, that one, that's the one that you have received him. He said, Pastor, just leave me. Anytime I come out like this, something they leave me. <laughs> Amen. He said, anytime I come out, something they say, just leave me. I know. I know. I know what I'm, what I'm doing. Praise God. So the, <laughs> Amen. So the word of God should have should have an effect. Praise God. You, you can't come in contact with the world and nothing happens. People should see it. Your body should feel it. Your spirit should feel it. Your soul should feel it. That the word of God is at work in your life. Praise God. Listen, that's the only thing. The word of God is medicine. That's what the word of God says, isn't it? It's medicine to us. If you are sick, the word of God is medicine to you. If you are broke, the word of God is prosperity to you. Praise God. If you need direction, the word of God is a lamp onto your feet. Are we following? The word of God can, can appear anyhow you want it to appear. Everything is embedded in the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God's prosperity is actually putting God's word to work. Right? Putting God's word to work. I think Reverend Tooks told us this. Don't be a hearer. Only deceiving yourself, you must learn to put the word of God into practice. So, 
godly prosperity is the result of putting God's word, God's word to work. Hallelujah. It's a result of putting God's word to work. How do we prove it? Psalm 37 verse 4 to 6. Psalm 37 verse 4 to 6. He said, delight yourself also in the Lord. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And what will happen? Let's read it. One to go. I didn't hear you. When you delight yourself in the Lord, what happens? He will give you the desires of your heart. That's what the Bible says. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. He shall give you the desires of your heart. So, when I put my trust in him, when the word of God, or when I delight in the word of God, the desires of my heart will automatically come without even praying for it. Make the word of God your all. Allow the word of God to take its root in your life. Listen, I don't, I don't know how to put it again. But you see, don't repel God's word. Don't. Don't. Have that attitude that a child has. Anytime a child is running to you, like I said from the beginning, the hands of the child is up. No matter how wicked you are, you will catch that child. And he comes running, or the child comes running. Amen. Why? The child knows that someone will hold him. The child knows that he will not fall. The child knows that his heart desire will be accomplished. That is the attitude we should have. Praise God. That's the attitude we should have. From today, may your heart not be hardened. In the name of Jesus. In the book of Ezekiel, God made, said a word to his children. He said, I will give you the heart of flesh. We all need the heart of flesh. Not a hardened heart. We don't need the heart of stone. We don't need it. We don't need it. When the word of God is preached, allow the word of God to get into you. And let your body be conformed to whatever thing the word of God is saying. Praise God. So, Say with me, I will delight myself in the Lord and my heart desires will come to pass. So delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And the, the, the fourth part says what? Commit your way. Did you see that? Delight yourself in the Lord. Number two, commit your way. This, the NLT says, commit everything you do. I am a businessman. I commit everything I do. Listen, God knows good customers. Hello? He knows good customers. He knows people that he will direct you to. And then there are people that when they start business with you, they will never leave you. You know, some of us, we are the devils to ourselves. When I use the word devil, we, we are the problem to ourselves. Some of you, you, you've sent all your customers away by your attitude, the way you talk. And then yet you come to pray. But God is telling you, change your attitude. Change the way you talk to your customers. Change the way you talk to people. Listen, 
whoever buys from you, right, is someone that God has sent to you and you have to treat that person well. There's this guy I buy perfume from. He's a Muslim. This guy calls me every week. He doesn't call me to say, uh, I have this perfume or I have this. No. He calls me, ah, Pastor. Pastor, now Kirani, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Pastor. He'll call me. See, I have introduced this man. Those of you that are giving perfume to, it's from him I buy it. All his perfumes are from Dubai. But it doesn't matter where I am. He will locate me if I tell him I need perfume. Now, he doesn't expect me to use one perfume in one week. But he knows that a lot of times I give them out. Do you understand? He doesn't expect, he knows that a perfume should last me like a month, two, even three, isn't it? But he will call me every week. Sometimes twice in a week. He will not say anything. He just wants to know how I'm doing. How is your family? How, how many of you have done that to your customers? Your own is just like, is it right? And the people even call you, they say, how, how, uh, please, how can I get it? You don't know to shop. You don't know. <laughs> the way you treat people will send prosperity away from you. Treat people well. Praise God. Treat people well. Know how they are doing. Know how they are faring. Sometimes you don't need anything from anyone. Don't call people only when you need money. Don't. Some of them now I'm rejecting their calls. Because I, I already know. Hello. <laughs> Praise God. Treat people well. Amen. It attracts prosperity. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. You are not the one to bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. He knows what you need. He knows what you want. He knows who to connect you to. He knows. I gave you an example with where I worked in Abuja in Prime Studios. This man works with NMPC. Abdullah, I will never forget him, right? He's one of their executives. He has three clients he works for. Three. Only three. Those three clients pay salary, salaries, pays house rent, feed him, take care of him. If he's living in a rented house, it will handle everything. Only three. Only three. In that Abuja, three. And we have over 200 clients. But three major clients will sustain everything that has to do with that organization. God is the one that directs. God is the one that sends people to you. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. One customer can change the whole of your village. One. One. Just one. Lord, lead me to that one person. 
open my eyes to that one person. Direct the right people to my business. Direct the right people into my life. That's what happens. I've seen some people, it is marriage. They marry the right person and everything about their lives is changed. Everything. Everything. I've seen poor girls that married the right people. Today, if you see the kind of cars, houses they live in, it's just do things right. Are we following? Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Soak yourself in the Lord. Allow the word of God to direct you. Allow the word of God to take the whole of you. You will never miss it when you allow him to take the whole of you. Praise God. Praise God. Prosperity comes when you apply God's principles on a continual basis. Prosperity comes how? When you apply God's principles on a continual basis. It's not a one-time thing. I keep doing it. I keep doing it. I keep hearing God's word about prosperity. I keep giving. I keep tithing. I keep walking in the principles of God. I keep doing things that will open the door for me. I keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. How many of you, if you didn't eat today, raise your hand. Nothing entered your mouth today. You discover that you eat every day, right? Talk to me now. You drink water every day. If you don't eat, you don't drink water every day. What happens? Talk to me now. What happens? You will mal malnourish. You get dehydrated. Talk to me now. After a while, you get to a place where you just knock. <laughs> Praise God. That's how it is with prosperity. It's something you practice every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. God's word should be heard every day. I told you in this church that a day without the word of God is a waste. Hear the word every day. Especially words of prosperity. Messages on prosperity. Scriptures on prosperity. You know what? All these scriptures that I've showed you, when you get back home, go and memorize them. Stay with them. Read them over and over, over and over. Apply them to your life. See it work in your life. Every day, you have a scripture for the day. You have a scripture for the day. It's just like eating food. You must eat food to keep the body going. You must drink water to keep the body do going. That is how it is with prosperity. You may think that this is it. No. The more you meditate, the more you keep giving, you keep tithing, you keep doing the principles, the more money comes into your hands. The more you live in divine health, the more things you see happen in your life. That's how it is. When the Lord told me this is exactly what I wanted to share with the church, I was like, how will it look? But I'm enjoying it. Praise God. I'm enjoying it. Every day I wake up, I declare words about prosperity. I speak into my future. I speak into my life. I speak into the lives of my children. I speak into the life of the church. Every member, there are some of you, I call your names and I speak into your life. See, there are some of you in this church. Now, read prayer, they pray for now. Honestly, 
Because of it's as if Gamunande. Gamunande. You know what? I've told you in this church. I don't pray for millionaires to come to this church. Even though they will come. But that's not my focus. My focus is for us to rise up as millionaires. That's my focus. That's my focus. We want to do what impact. One person will say, Pastor, don't worry. I'll handle everything. Just give me the budget. That's my prayer. Not how many of you will give and then we end up with credit. No, 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 no. No. It will not happen again in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. You see how you are quiet. As if. Poverty no good. Run away from it. Amen. Run. Anywhere you see poverty, run. Don't, don't stay there. Anywhere you see people confessing negative things, leave them. You, that is not your camp. You don't belong there. Praise God. You don't belong there. If you are not strong at heart, people will influence you with negative confessions. Run away. Don't stay there. Praise God. So prosperity comes when you apply God's principles on a continual basis. Not just because you want money, but because Jesus is your Lord and you want to follow him all the days of your life. That's what it means. God is your father. You have to be like your father. Are we together? Are we together? God is your father. I will be like my father. I will act like my father. I will talk like my father. I will do things like my father. Praise God. Last scripture or last point, number four. God loves multiplying the finances of those who are favoring his righteous cause. God loves multiplying the finances of those who are favoring his righteous cause. How do we prove it? Psalm 35 verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Look at the Amplified. The Amplified says, let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So God takes pleasure in our prosperity. When you are prospering, God raises thumbs up and, and gives you a thumbs up. You are doing well, my boy. If you are suffering, God will tell you, wake up, wake up, wake up. If you are doing well, you will say, yes. That is, that is my boy. Amen. How many of you, when you took first, what did your father say? This is my son. Are we following? This is my son. When I told my, my dad, when he was alive, that I want to become a pastor. He almost cut my neck off. He said, is it this uh, tenten kobo that they gather in church? Because he used to go to church in the village once in a while. And then he sees how they give offering. He said, well, what, what, what would that do? In a, he said, I shouldn't say that again. But I held on to the word of God. I held on to the word of God. 
the day I was to engage to my wife, I called my dad. I said, no, I visited him. I said, I'm inviting you to my wedding. He laughed. <laughs> he said, which wedding? I said, I want to get married. He didn't believe. He said, I don't have money. I said, no, I don't need your money. He said, how do you want to do it? Is he the pastor in this year? I said, dad, I have everything. He didn't believe. I said, the shoe you will wear, the clothes you will wear, the transport that will take you there and back, I will give you. He didn't believe. He didn't believe. He waited until that day. I bought the clothes I sent. The shoe I sent. In fact, I, I bought the one that when he goes back home to sleep, he will wear. When we finished the engagement and my dad went back to the village, he started drinking anyhow. And you know, pay. Do you know my son? <laughs> he said, you, you mean you don't know my son? Don't worry. You <laughs> <He will> pay. <laughs> anyway, you go and collect meat and eat. Do you know my son? <laughs> and I was paying. <laughs> Praise God. And I was paying. To let him know that God is good. Not that I was encouraging him to drink. No. Just to let him know that God is good. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand and say, God, you are good. God is good. He's good to every one of us. Amen. Can you lift up your hands and just appreciate him? Father, we thank you. He loves multiplying our finances. Let us shout for joy those who favor his righteous cause. Let us say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. Rise to your feet and begin to appreciate him. Father, thank you for your word that is at work in my life. Oh, Brakapu Secretary, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Project the NLT for us. Second Corinthians 9, 8. Let's just read it. As we give tonight. Thank you, Father. And God will generously. Did you see that word? What does it mean to be generous? It means to lavish, right? What other word you, I, can you use? English student. The word generous. Can you break it down? Uh-uh. Okay, you are, you are all mathematics uh, <laughs> mathematicians. <laughs> to be generous means what? To be if you write down for a no go mark wrong. <laughs> okay, God is open-handed. He is generous. He, he, he oh, thank you Lord. Extravagant, yes. And God will what? Say it together. God will supply my need. Say it again. And God will supply my need. That's what I want you to get. Say it. One to go. He said then you will always have what? Some? Little? He said and you will always have everything you need. 
not just everything you need, he also says what? You will have left over. Those days, I used to think that my mom, she will leave some food. You know, Gayantuo? You know Gayantuo? You know that one you warm the following day. It's not left deliberately. It's left over. We have eaten and we are full. We now have what? Left over. Praise God. Don't ever buy a car and you don't have money for fuel. Left over. You build a house and you still have money left that can still build two of those houses. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> the way this girl, they look at me and say, yeah, say poverty won't kill you. <laughs> Please project that scripture. Are you angry? The Lord will generously supply my needs. Generously supply my needs. Lavishly supply my needs. He said, and God will generously, that is the word, will generously do what? Provide our need. Then we will always have everything we need. You wake up, you feel like eating, oh, thank you, Jesus. You feel like eating seedless grape in the morning. You eat it. Without drinking tea, the first thing you wake up in the morning to do is to eat, to drink juice. Amen? You drink juice. That's the normal thing that, 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 that should happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are rushing for umami. No, you should drink juice. It's juice. Eat fruit. That's, that's how it should be. We are prospering in this church. You know what? People will look at us. The poor people... And say these ones they are prosperous. Even your family, they'll look and say, This one is prosperous. And God will generously provide all our need. And we will always have everything we need and plenty left over to share with others. Amen. You'll not be like that woman that says, I only have what I will eat and my child and die. No, that's not how it is. The leftover, you will give people and you still have plenty leftovers. May the Lord make it happen for you. May the Lord come through for each and every one of us. Whatever thing that has to do with poverty around us, we break it right now. We terminate it right now. In the name of Jesus. We will not be beggars in this church. We will be lenders to many. We will not be borrowers. In the name of Jesus. Thank you because your word is at work in our lives. Can you celebrate the word of God in your life? Open your mouth and just celebrate the word of God. Give God praise. Magnify him. Bless his name. Thank you for what your word is doing in my life.